Hello and welcome to The Conscious Capitalists, hosted by two of the co-founders of the Conscious Capitalism movement and co-authors of the Conscious Capitalism Field Guide from Harvard Business Press, Raj Sisodia and Timothy Henry. Each week, this podcast covers current events and business news and Raj and Timothy's latest thinking on what it takes to build a conscious business. For more information and notes from the show, go to www.theconsciouscapitalists.com. And now, Raj and Timothy. So welcome, everybody. Welcome to this, which is our first podcast of The Conscious Capitalists. And um, your hosts for today will be myself, Timothy Henry, one of the co-founders and a co-author of a book on conscious capitalism called The Conscious Capitalism Field Guide. And with me is my partner in crime, Raj Sasodia. Raj. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to this uh, new podcast. Uh, we hope to have a lot of fun uh, discussing these ideas and uh, hopefully sharing some uh, enlightenment and inspiration along the way. Great. Raj, maybe just as a way of introducing people to us and to you a little bit more, um, what are some of the things that were really important for you around getting involved, you know, we both were there at the beginning of this movement. What was important to you at the beginning? Well, for me, it was uh, the beginning of a new chapter in my life. You know, I'd been a business professor at that point for about uh, 21 years or so. But I had just published a book called Firms of Endearment, which is how, as you recall, you and I met. You came to a talk I gave in downtown Boston on that. Um, and that really was a revelation for me because I had been, I, I would say, kind of part of that old narrative of business. I had been teaching that. That's what I had been taught. You know, we're all kind of uh, market warriors in a way, just out there trying to capture market share and maximize profits and, uh, you know, defeat our competitors and all of that mindset. Uh, and then uh, this book, Firms of Endearment, really opened my eyes uh, to another way of being, that businesses that operate with purpose, with love, uh, with uh, compassion, inclusiveness, caring, etc., are dramatically more successful while they are spreading tremendous amounts of well-being, which is uh, which is very important. And so, along that journey, I kind of discovered my purpose, or my purpose found me. Uh, and then um, that led me to meet with uh, John Mackey. Uh, one of the companies featured in that book was Whole Foods, and uh, and I had a vision for what I was calling the Institute for New Capitalism, or Inc. And I shared that with John at the end of our day together, and he's looked at that and said, that's my vision as well, but I like the phrase conscious capitalism. So that's kind of how all of that came about. And then as, as uh, you know, you and I and a bunch of others met at John's ranch in February of 2008 and uh, said, let's try to do something. And then we created that event later that year. So uh, for me, it was really uh, connecting to my heart and soul. Uh, when it came to my work, before that, I had only been sort of intellectually engaged in it. And for the first time, I experienced tears, tears of joy connected mm -hmm. to my work, where previously oh, I might have experienced beautiful. a lot of frustration and anger. But I yeah. said, wow, this is something that speaks to me. I love it. I love the way you put it. I, I, I can relate totally to, to two things that you said. One is that it was a turning point in my career. It was at a point I'd been a consultant at that point for a good on 20 plus years. And uh, I remember when I first left university, at Oxford in England in the mid 80s, I said, I'm going to go live in the belly of the beast for a while because I understood that I, there was something going on in this thing called business. And uh, yet at the same time, there was a really bad perception of business, not being a force for good in the world. And I thought there's got to be a better way. And, you know, I started off my career as a consultant and got a lot of exposure to a lot of businesses and began to see that there was a better way. 
and and but only a very few set of selected companies seemed to get it and so it was really great when you and I uh, I remember having lunch at, uh, at Bentley College and uh, you saying well there's this this retreat going on uh, in a week or so at this guy John Mackey's ranch do you want to come and I was like yeah absolutely and so that was great and then yeah the second piece connecting it to purpose you know to me it's really important at some level you know, part of my purpose is how do we create and catalyze organizations and leaders that are as human as the people that work in them. And, you know, for me, conscious capitalism and uh, the pillars that we have really articulate what that begins to look like uh, at a practical level. And hence why you and I co-authored the book on the field guide is starting to lay out um, how people actually might, might do that stuff. So mm-hmm. I love it. It's hard to believe that was February 2008. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, a lot of synchronicities, I think, happened. You know, I'm a big believer that there are ideas that are floating around and they're looking for a place to land. And oh. I think uh, this was something that was meant to emerge. And I think we, you know, and, and others were sort oh. of the uh, carriers in a way. We were entrusted with that uh, mission to bring that to the world. And I think if I reflect on the last year, even before the current crisis, you know, 2019 felt like a bit of a tipping point year, mm. you know, kind of our Berlin Wall moment, 30 years, almost 30 years to the day after the Berlin Wall mm. uh, yeah. came down, which marked a new chapter in, in our his, human history. I think 2019 uh, could have been that moment in the, uh, in the evolution of business. Yeah. Business Roundtable in the U.S. issued a new statement about the purpose of business after decades of only yeah. focusing on economic value. And then, of yeah. course, Davos had their Davos declaration in December about stakeholder capitalism. So I think yeah. our ideas, which seemed radical at, a t- uh, at, at one point, are becoming mainstream and soon they might become obvious to people. And yeah. Say, well, yeah, <laughs> why not? Why, how could you not do this? You know? so. Well, it's funny you bring up the Berlin Wall because um, this in 2019, in September, you may recall we had the uh, Conscious Capitalism Europe uh, Summit. And um, after the summit was over, I, uh, I had the opportunity to run a workshop uh, the next day uh, based on our book. Now, this will date me, but I was in Berlin the weekend mm. the wall fell. So I remember wow. being there <laughs> with the yeah. crowds, you know, a million people coming into, into West Berlin that, that weekend, a mass, incredible party and everything. But what was really weird was that here I was, September 2019, um, giving a workshop on conscious capitalism in the former headquarters of the East German Communist Party in Berlin. Wow. And that gave me goosebumps. That's what we're trying to do with this podcast is we're going to try to make this contemporary in the sense that um, at least initially every two weeks we'll, we'll get together and we'll talk about something that's in the news that's relevant and some of our thinking on some of the various tenets of conscious capitalism and how they're being applied well or maybe not so well where there's room for improvement. So I think that's what we're going to be trying to do over the next uh, the next few months with this podcast. And um, Raj, is there as you think about that, what comes to your mind is what do you think is important for us to to convey in these short, sweet moments of uh, connecting with people? Well, I I would say that you know we're, we're calling it the conscious capitalist, and I think we're both uh, optimists, uh, but we're also realists. We recognize. Uh, the damage that has been done, what needs to change, but we also believe in uh, 
the fact that human consciousness is rising, that we are infinitely adaptable and creative, and, uh, and deep down we are caring and compassionate, and all of that has to be awakened. And when we do all of that, there's nothing we cannot achieve. And, and business is the instrument uh, of change in society. The governments obviously have an important role, nonprofits do noble work. But unless we turn around the world of business, you know, it's almost like we've got a leaky boat and we keep pouring more water, but it's still leaking. We have to stop the leak. So business cannot be adding uh, to the problems that nonprofits and governments have to deal with. We have to actually be part of the solution. And so I think that's what we're going to explore, these extraordinarily moving, touching, inspiring stories of businesses uh, and what they do for people, for communities, for the future, for the environment, you know, all of that. And, and really hope to then uh, trigger uh, a sort of a process of change uh, in, in our listeners and in the businesses that they run. You know, I think we're trying to start sort of a positive virus here, uh, infecting people with hope and inspiration. And as, as we did in our books, a very practical way about how do you do yeah. this? Increasingly, yeah. I think we're entering the realm of not whether to do this, but how to do it. Mm. Although we, will, we will still talk about why it's important to adopt these principles, but also yeah. we will talking about how do you actually put them into practice. Well, I love that. Well, maybe we should um, begin with talking a little bit about what those four principles are. That'll be maybe the last piece that we do in this podcast. And there's four pillars of conscious capitalism uh, around purpose, stakeholder, culture, and leadership. Raj, maybe you start with maybe talking a little bit about purpose. Sure. So I think if you, again, look at why those four, it really addresses the four fundamental questions you would want to ask about anything. It's like why, what, who, and how, right? Now, there, were, as a, there was a lower consciousness answer to each of those in the past. Mm. Why does a business exist to make money? Right? What do we do? We, we basically generate returns for our, our shareholders. Right? And for that, we have to serve customers. Who are we? We are leaders who get the job done and you know, realize or achieve mm. the numbers. And then how do we operate? It's all about numbers, efficiency, you know, productivity, and so forth. But today with higher consciousness, we have different answers for those. So starting with why. Mm. You know, businesses have to be profitable to make money, but profit is not the purpose. The purpose of the business is to do something to, to find a profitable solution to the world's problems. That's really the purpose. And, and to do that, each of us in our own unique way. Our friend Ed Freeman, who is the father of stakeholder theory, uses the analogy of red blood cells. We all need red blood cells in order to survive, but that doesn't make the purpose of our life to produce as many red blood cells as possible. And likewise, businesses need profits to sustain and to actually exist and survive. But that is not the purpose. Profits are one of the outcomes, mm. and one of the enabling outcomes that enables the company to continue to uh, realize its purpose and do so at scale. Right? The yeah. more you grow, the more you evolve. When Whole Foods started, they could only achieve their purpose you know, in that one tiny community in Austin. But today, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, 20 billion, close to $20 billion revenues and 110,000 employees and 20, 30 million customers. Right? So their purpose is being achieved at a much higher level. Higher scale. I love it. The second principle is one that uh, we call stakeholder orientation. And when we think about stakeholder orientation, you, you referred to Ed Friedman as sort of the father of the whole idea of stakeholders. And fundamental to that idea are a couple of things. One, that you're focused on long-term relational connections to your stakeholders rather than short-term transactional ones. So there's this sense of short-term versus long-term relationship building versus transactional. 
Second piece around that is really around taking a systems view of the business, not looking at it as individual win-lose transactions with particular elements, but rather looking at the whole and saying, how do we create, in a sense, a healthy ecosystem for our business? And if we have a healthy ecosystem, then ultimately our shareholders will get higher returns than if we're trying to play whack-a-mole in a <laughs> sick ecosystem. And the thought experiment I love to have is say, listen, if your customers don't like you, your employees don't like working here, your suppliers hate working with you, the communities don't want you in their, in their backyard, and you have a horrible reputation for what you're doing with the environment, good luck with what the returns will be to your shareholders in that model. So at one hand, that's sort of obvious, but we believe it's one of the critical elements of creating a conscious capitalist company is looking at how we create these win-win opportunities with all our stakeholders over the long term in a relational framework rather than a transactional framework. Mm -hmm. And then you start to see how these things are connected, right? Because one of the things that, that binds the stakeholders together uh, and, and to, the, to the enterprise is a sense of shared purpose and shared values, right? So that yeah, kind of becomes the glue it. that yeah. holds all of them together and it aligns them together. So now without a purpose, you, you know, mm -hmm. your, your stakeholders would literally be at cross purposes. Yeah. If you don't yeah. have a shared purpose, right? So the CEO said, I want to maximize profits and employees would, would essentially say, I want to maximize my profits, which means get paid as much as possible and work as little as possible. And customers want to maximize their profits, which means get the lowest price every time and not have any loyalty to uh, mm. any one company. Uh, suppliers want to maximize their margins, which means cut corners where they can. And society wants to tax you as much as possible. So everybody yeah. becomes a taker from the system. Yeah. Right? And if, if, if every participant in the system becomes a taker, that system will eventually bleed and die. Uh, yeah. Whereas yeah. when you have shared purpose and values, everybody becomes a giver. And I think one of our principles is in order to win, 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 we all have to give, give, give. And the more we give, the more we receive. And that's really yeah. kind of the, the magic of this. Uh, this way of being in business. And I also think it's really interesting that when I get into a dialogue with an executive team around, you know, how are you making purpose matter? One of the first things I ask is, how are you living your purpose with your stakeholders? So how does that manifest itself with your employees? How does it manifest itself with your customers? Um, and with the other stakeholders as well. So it's always interesting if you want to make purpose be more than just a statement, but make it matter. You look at what's our relationship and how are we living this and making it matter with our, with our stakeholders. Well, then there's that plays, like you say, into the third element, which is around culture. And maybe you want right. to share your thoughts on that. So this addresses how, how do we do things and how does it feel? Uh, to work here and how does it feel for our customers to be in our premises and so forth, right? And again, if you look at traditional cultures, you know, there's a, a lot of fear and stress inside most corporate cultures. You know, we use the metaphor of carrots and sticks mm. to incentivize people, you know, give them a motivation to achieve something or the th yeah. fear of a punishment if they don't. You know, and what animal belongs between a carrot and a stick? Not a human oh, wait a minute, uh, an ass, no, a donkey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, but the sad reality is that we've used that approach. That's kind of almost management 101, right? This is how we yeah. get people to do yeah. what we want them to do, right? But the fact is that cultures uh, don't have to operate in that way. And we believe that cultures can be filled with, uh, with love and care and trust. So we, we talk about trust and authenticity and caring and transparency and integrity and so forth as being the qualities of a conscious purpose so that people don't say, thank God yeah. it's Friday and I'm out of here. 
Right? Yeah. The reality yeah. is that you know heart attacks are twenty percent higher on Mondays, and people hate their yeah. time at work. Globally, employee engagement is only fifteen percent. So our yeah. cultures, and you know, as, as Drucker, Peter Drucker, the famous management thinker, said, "Culture eats strategy for lunch." Right, and maybe it doesn't even wait. So culture is very important. It's an invisible thing, and yet most people don't even pay attention, and they get a culture which is typically toxic yeah. and filled with. Uh, you know, all kinds of sort of disharmonies within it. But when you get it right, it's magical. People love being yeah. there. People love going yeah. to work. They are inspired. They're creative. Uh, they are highly productive, right? And there's just a lot of uh, mutual care, you know, yeah. and, uh, respect. I, I loved the, the, the concept we used in the book about the, the volunteer premium. You know, that in a sense, somebody comes to work and if they're doing just the minimum amount of work so you can't fire them, okay, they came in, they did their job. All right, yeah. congratulations, you get a paycheck. Um, but then, if you really want people to be passionately engaged, you want their best thinking, you want them to care about what they're doing and about the business, that premium, you know, I think we call the volunteer premium because you can't pay them for that. That's something you've got to inspire and motivate people with. And when you get an organization where people do feel inspired and motivated and they really care about the outcomes and what they're working on and about the people they're working with and they feel cared for, then you get this volunteer premium and that's what really drives the performance in the business versus somebody who's coming in and watching the clock. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, the phrase I like is that human beings are not a resource, we are, we are the source. Uh, if we don't have access to that, you know, that unless we are operating in that mode, right? We feel cared yeah. for, we have a sense of purpose. Yeah. So, so culture is an incredibly powerful uh, and uh, yet uh, mostly neglected aspect of business. Well, then I think that that plays into the fourth, which is around leadership. So often when I'm giving a talk on conscious capitalism, somebody will inevitably ask, you know, what's the most... Of all the pillars, what's the most important? And or what's the most important thing to actually executing as a conscious capitalist organization? And I say, well, there's three things that are really important. Number one is leadership. Number two is leadership. Number three is leadership. And so this whole journey begins with having leaders who've raised their awareness uh, to a high enough level to understand that there is a different and a better way of running your business. Now, to do that requires you to be a different kind of leader, what we call a conscious leader, more akin to what we'd call a servant leader than the Gordon Gecko greed is good model that maybe was, uh, was popular at one point in the, uh, in the business narrative. Yeah, so we say we can't, you cannot have a conscious business without a conscious leader, and you cannot be a conscious leader unless you're a conscious human being. So a big part of this journey is working on yourself as a leader and becoming more conscious, awakening to the yeah. reality of what uh, you know what lies in front of us and, and what we are called upon to do. So this yeah. is an incredibly important journey that uh, that we all have to be on. I think this is a never-ending journey for us, and I think that's one of the great... Yeah. Uh, truisms about conscious businesses is that they are continually focused on deepening the consciousness and there's no limit to uh, yeah. how far that can take us, you know. And one of the important points I think to remember about all of these four pillars, we call them pillars, we also refer to them as tenets, right? A tenet is a mm. pillar of fundamental belief. In other yeah. words, you have to do these things because you believe in them. These are not tactics, 
you know these are not uh, tactics to make more money you know we, we will show later on in this podcast as we go through this the business case and why this results in substantially greater financial performance over time but there are companies who look at that and say oh that's why we will do this i said these are not tactics if you no. do these only to make money they probably won't work they do them because no. you believe in purpose you believe no. that we should take care of all of our stakeholders right that that it matters what kind of experience people have at work etc and then the incredible thing is that inevitably these companies that are the pillars or the 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 poster children for conscious capitalism happen to be the most profitable businesses in their in their industries so it's uh, it's an interesting paradox that if you live into this if you lean into it in a real genuine and authentic way ultimately you hit higher performance now there's one thing you mentioned which i want to come back to which is around this idea of conscious leadership you know often people say well you know my ceo doesn't get it he or she you know uh and my response is you know anybody in the room a human being okay all the human beings here uh do you have a level of consciousness i mean how do you want to show up as a leader what's your legacy so you can create a pocket of conscious capitalism within your organization where you are today you don't have to wait until there's approval from the the top to begin this journey wherever you are if you have people you're working with then you have an opportunity to create a different kind of of business narrative and a different kind of business environment by beginning to apply and live these tenets um and i think that's really important because i think too often they're saying well that wouldn't work here because my boss doesn't believe in this and it's like well yeah so i think creating these islands of consciousness within an organization i think eventually can you know uh, accumulate and hopefully inspire change at the top as well but but ultimately i found in the long run for mm. the entire organization to transform this leadership yeah. has to has to oh yeah yeah I think that's right and I think the the narrative that I've seen in some of the organizations I've worked with is people will eventually start saying wow they're really outperforming some of the other units what are they doing over there mm-hmm. and it creates this curiosity of well like wow they're they're really performing at a at a significant level above some of the other units in that area what's going on and then they yeah, go and, and they look and some of those people may eventually get promoted into the into the uh, CEO role so then they can yeah. Yeah. Well, so these are the that's sort of the baseline of what we're going to be trying to do over the coming weeks and months and um thought we'd just introduce you to ourselves and to the idea of conscious capitalism. I uh, hope you enjoyed this. Stay tuned for our next episode. Uh, on whatever service you're using to view this, there is a subscribe button. Please hit subscribe. and uh you can also uh connect with us at our website called theconsciouscapitalists.com that's theconsciouscapitalists with an s.com thanks so much for your time and attention if you have any feedback or thoughts or questions feel free to reach out to Raj or I and we'll try to address those as we go forward thanks for your time and attention be well thank you all and see you along the journey <laughs>